You're listening to Wholesaling Inc. episode number 276. Since he's left, I mean, we were we traveled 60 full calendar days in 2018. And we'll be able to homeschool our kids and bring them places and show them the world and be a very much a full-time family. And that's been one of our goals. So with him working normal job, that just wasn't that wasn't feasible for us. Today's show is brought to you by the good folks over at Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook and a 30-day free trial. So to take advantage of this special offer, go to www.audibletrial.com forward slash wholesaling inc. Download your title free and start listening immediately. It's that easy. Just head over to audibletrial.com forward slash Wholesaling Inc. and download your free audiobook today. This is game changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. Investor Grit presents Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling with your hosts, Tom Kroll and Cody Hoffheim. You're listening to another episode here at Wholesaling Inc. My name is Cody Hoffheim. I'll be hosting today's episode and we are bringing back for the second time absolute rock stars that are going to share what has gone on since the last time they've been on the podcast. Today, we have Corey and Carrie Raymond from Green Bay. They're rocking and rolling. They're doing great things. And I guess I even want to welcome you guys. First and foremost, those that are brand new listeners listening to Wholesaling Inc. for the first time, welcome. We're going to be talking about wholesaling real estate And we always interview individuals that are doing deals so they can break it down step-by-step how they're doing it so you can get your tips, tricks, and gold nuggets to go implement instantly to get your first deal. So back to our guest, Corey and Carrie Raymond from Green Bay. They've been wholesaling for two years and some change. And 2018 was an amazing year for them. They did 31 deals total. They're already at 17 deals for 2019. And they're just going to share some of their tips and gold nuggets on what is helping them grow and get to this size of a business. And then ultimately how it's turning into a business that is serving them versus them always having to serve it. So get your pieces of paper, your journal, whatever you take notes on, get that ready, get a pen and get ready to jot down a ton of actionable items that you can take and implement today to make your business get ready for that autopilot so it starts serving you. So Corey and Carrie, how in the heck are you two doing? We are doing awesome, Cody. Thanks for that introduction. Well, you two are seriously like my favorites. You're you're, you're awesome, awesome individuals. It'll be fun. I think you're coming out to Salt Lake here in the near future, which is going to be fun to see you guys here again. We need to see each other again. So this will be awesome. This will be awesome. Carrie, how are you doing? Good. Thank you. Good. You guys just had a little baby. Right. How old is Hayden now? He is three and a half months. Three and a half months. So you're able to have kids and still grow a business. Is this for real? Uh, <laughs> we always joke that actually, if you want to grow your business or start systematizing your business, you should have children. 
fake <laughs> because that was like the deadline for us starting to, um, to, well, for me to hire an assistant was when Hayden was born. So that really pushed us into action. This is what I love. There are events in our lives, such as children, <laughs> that kind of force us into, okay, we got to get uncomfortable because I can't work these many hours. And it's, it's kind of nice to have something kind of push you that way because our natural side kind of holds us back saying, oh, no, let's hold on. Oh, wait, we don't want to pay out money to employees or we don't want to do, let's just keep going a little bit longer. But then sometimes we have these beautiful little kids and it's like, nope, now's the time. Let's do it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, fill us in. 2018 was huge. You said 31 deals. Are majority of those just straight kind of like a wholesale assignment deal or do you do some fix and flips? What does that look like? Um, most of those were wholesale deals. We had, I think, eight flips in there. So the rest of them were wholesales. Eight too many, as Tom Crow would say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's well, I would normally say that, but I've been doing some fix and flips. I don't talk about it much, and you'll see it more on our on our YouTube channel. But it's when it's not gonna be a distraction. So I make sure that if I am gonna do it, that it doesn't disturb the wholesaling business or the process or make us lose traction. And we've done some things in the past where we've lost traction. So if I do it, I'm very methodical in the fact of how to do it so that uh, wholesaling just continues to be on autopilot, which has been nice. And I'm assuming that's when you're looking at it. You're looking at it more of like, it's not going to distract us, but it's also going to help kind of maximize the return. Is that the mindset behind that? That's how we've, how we've come. I think the first, you know, 2018, we were still pretty new to just real estate in general. And so we were trying a lot of different things before we got into tribe. Like we were doing, we were looking into like lease options and subject twos and all these other crazy things. And then we did a couple flips and we liked that, but we also did a couple of wholesales. And then we were like, we really like this wholesaling thing a lot. Sure. Wait, this middleman stuff where you get in and out. See you yeah. later. I love it. Paid in like two weeks instead of four months. I'm like, this is way cooler. And so that's when we actually found the tribe and signed up with you guys. But um, throughout that, we still had some like trailing deals, I would say, mm -hmm. in 2018 that just we started them like early 2018. And it just took a little while for them to close. And then we had one that was like a couple of them that are outliers outside of our normal buyers radius that we did we did well on. It just it distracted us a little bit. So now we're kind of in the same mindset, Cody, as you is if it's, it's almost more of like a whole tail deal, I would say, where we take it down, clean it up a little bit and then list it pretty easy in and out in a couple days instead of four weeks. Break it down a little bit. What is a wholesale deal? So that those listening, what does it mean to do a wholesale deal versus a wholesale or retail? For us, a whole, and, I, and I know the definition probably varies depending on what state or market you're in or your business model. But for us, basically what we'll do is we'll look at a deal and if there's really not a lot to do, if it's just like outdated a little bit cosmetically, but the bones are good, everything's great. Somebody, you know, a retail buyer could could easily qualify for a conventional mortgage for it. Those sometimes we'll, we'll get private lending or we'll use a commercial bank that'll finance the deal for us and we'll actually just buy the deal and clean it up a little bit and stick it back on the MLS and gear it more towards a retail buyer than to an investor to try to maximize the profits because the retail buyer can pay obviously a lot more than investors. So, are. so smart. So those listening, that is like already one of many gold nuggets you're going to receive. So listening to how to maximize your profits, there's three essential categories for your buyers. You got your rehabber that fix and flips, you've got your landlord, and you've got your retail buyer. Your fix and flip, because they're going to have to put so much work into the homes, they were probably typically your lowest paying 
Your landlords don't have to put as much into the home so they can afford to pay a little bit more than the fix and flip or the rehabber. But your highest paying buyer is always going to be a retail buyer. So this is an awesome, awesome model that they're talking about here called wholetailing, where you simply just clean it up and maybe fresh paint or none of that. Maybe it's just simply having a crew go through and clean it up, putting on the retail market to get your highest paying buyer. So love that stuff. That's a model we, we use here in our Utah business as well. But to do 31 deals, that's not easy. You're doing over one a month. You're doing over two a month on average. What does that look like? What does the business look like so that you're able to handle that kind of deal flow? Well, for us last year, it was just Carrie and I pretty much <laughs> figuring it out, I guess. Just uh, a lot of hours. And I was still working full time last year before we came out to see you guys in San Diego. Uh, I think I left my job last March. And I think we did a podcast right around then. That's right. That's right. So it has been just a little over a year since we did the podcast. And yep. that was when you had left corporate America and said, I'm done. I'm doing this full time. Yep, exactly. And and since then, it was it's that fear, I think, when you leave a good paying career of like, can I do this? Am I really going to be able to support my family? And because I was the only one working like a, a normal job, I guess you'd say Carrie was working a job, but that was taking care of us and the, and the house and the kids, which is sure. more than a full time job on that. But then when I left, we looked at our numbers and I mean, the, the growth that we had just from when I left my, my company it was actually costing us money to have me work <laughs> when we looked at the numbers that we really had asked. So true though. So true. Because now hindsight, what does that look like? This is the better part to share because there's so many people in your shoes right now. They're like, oh man, I got this good paying job and it, it comes with benefits and it comes with insurance. And can I do this on my own? Hindsight, I want to hear your perspective. And I know our audience is like wanting to hear this perspective because there's a lot of individuals in this same situation and like, oh, when do I pull the trigger? What is it hindsight? What has it done for you because you left corporate America? Oh, I mean, just the lifestyle we live now, like we had mentioned, we're, we're building an actual business now where we can work on it and not in it. And uh, we have, you know, as we're doing this call, we have a team of people out there like meeting sellers and setting appointments and, you know, doing these things that prior to that, when I was in corporate America, like I was working full time plus doing all of that myself. And then Carrie was on the other side generating the leads and sending the marketing and trying to get uh, get us organized. And now it's like now we're like fine-tuning, tweaking, and just improving our efficiency and, and our, our profitability. And um, it's a lot of fun. It allows us, you know, with a newborn to be able to, you know, raise our, our newborn together. And, you know, we both still work on the business, but it's a lot less, I would say. If I look mm -hmm. back at my workload, you know, 18 months ago with my full-time job plus our, our wholesaling business. I mean, it was insane compared to now actually like how many hours her and I actually put into the business. It's, yeah. it's night and day difference. Well, we follow each other on social media. And so I get to see some of the fun stuff that like just like puts a smile on my face. Didn't you guys just recently go to Disney World? Yep. Yep. And so I look at your lifestyle now. The lifestyle is just awesome and fun to watch. And then you can go stay at, we always make fun of like the Airbnbs we choose for San Diego or, <laughs> or uh, some of the things that you've done. Did you stay at like a, almost like a farm and the kids got to play yeah. with like the horses and everything? Like I still remember some of these posts. Your guys' lifestyle is pretty fun. But Carrie, tell us a little bit about the lifestyle now that you have him away from corporate America. Well, I would say one of our big life goals has been to homeschool our kids and travel with them to show them the world. And so we have three kids. For those of you who don't know, we have a six-year-old, a four-year-old, and then Hayden is three months. But um, when Corey was working, I mean, 
for them to get to spend time with him. He worked like 5 p.m. till usually midnight or 1 a.m. So when they were in school, they would go to school all day and then he would be working at night. And so they didn't get to really spend a lot of time with him. And not saying that, you know, that was anybody's fault, but our dream and our vision for our life was so much bigger than the fear of, you know, what's going to happen if he quit. So I think that that's one thing that I think a lot of people have this a big fear about leaving a stable job. But what we've found is that since he's left, I mean, we were we traveled 60 full calendar days in 2018. And we'll be able to homeschool our kids and bring them places and show them the world and be a very much a full-time family. And that's been one of our goals. So with him working normal job, that just wasn't that wasn't feasible for us. So it's helping us achieve, it's the vehicle that's helping us achieve our bigger dream, I would say. Has it been comfortable? I guess I want to even emphasize on, was it just like, oh, this has been so easy. Once he quit, it was just like unicorns and rainbows and everything was just amazing from that day forward. So I think that as working as a couple is obviously there's going to be challenges when you're working together on a business, but for all of the struggles and all of the the fears and all of that, I would say that the benefits and just the the joy that comes from it definitely outweighs those fears. Any of the um, struggles or trials or challenges. Right. And I would say okay. for us it was helpful as we had we had been wholesaling before I you know, before I left. And we had been with the tribe I think like four or five months before I decided to, to leave uh, my job. And we had some some deals that we had had flipped previously that were just we already had accepted offers. It was just a matter of waiting for them to close as long as nothing fell through. So we had kind of a little bit of that cushion built up that okay, let's say we make zero dollars in wholesaling for the next several months, which we knew was not gonna happen. But if that was the case, like we at least had a chunk of money set aside and and I, I kind of evaluated it and I was in sales and one of the top sales guys in our company. And so I always said, what's the worst case that could happen? Like I can always go back. They'd hire me back in a, you know, in an instant. And I had a good relationship with, with the company. So I didn't leave on bad terms or anything like that. And so that helped me with my anxiety because being the breadwinner in the house for however many years, that's always like the big stress I put on myself was, you know, what happens if I don't produce what's going to happen to our family. And then obviously we're, into faith and trusting in God and, and knowing that no matter what, he's got it. So just leave it up to him and, you know, whatever doors he opens, we, we try to be intuitive to that and follow those. And that was one we felt pretty strongly. We had the mentorship of you guys and we had all the signs were pointing. That was the way to go. And, and we haven't regretted it since. One thing that two of you are awesome at, and I, I want to take a second so everyone knows, it doesn't come easy. It's not It's not something that it's just, voila, you make the decision and it's going to be easy. It's going to just go down this awesome road. One thing that's been great about the two of you and watching you two has been you're willing to mirror other people that are already doing it. You're willing to surround yourself with individuals that are already at the destination that you want to be at. And that's been huge in your success. You guys are, you two work hard. You do great things. You you have your faith in place. You've got all this great stuff going and you're always still looking for how do I be how do I get better? How do I do more? How can I turn this into a real business? Where I think so many times what's easy to do is you get a couple deals and it's easy to fall into almost like a plateau or like a trap where you think, oh man, there's got to be another way. Maybe I just do this and I just I just try this out. But you guys have always been 
willing to just go out there and not ask how, but who. And that has been something that whether I'm, I'm, I hope I'm not saying something that sounds so outside the box to you guys. I think you're right on the same page. It's you've never asked how you just look at who who's doing it. And how can I surround myself with those individuals and just copy that mirror that and do that to a T. And that's where you guys continue to grow so much faster than so many other people out there. I think that's a big, a big testament to the program. And when we thought about coming out to see you in Salt Lake, it's so funny because we just started growing a team. So we, it was just me and Corey last year. And we were just working, 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 working and you know, trying to make it happen. And it was happening, but we weren't building a business. So now we're, we have an acquisitions manager. We have a full-time admin uh, marketing girl. And then we have a cold caller appointment setter. And when we look at we're like who is running a really great business that we just want to do the same thing as them <laughs> because it's, it's so true that's exactly what we do in every aspect of our life we look at who is who is where we want to be and how can we surround ourselves with them so i was like you know shot you a text like can we come see your operation <laughs> <laughs> well it's going to be awesome it's i'm i'm honored to be amongst someone that you want to mirror and you're going to yeah. come here and you're going to be like wait what this is the business <laughs> this is it like, come on, guys. Like, we, we paid, paid for some flights. We paid for a cool, like, yoga room for an Airbnb. No, I'm just kidding. This is inside jokes, guys. They uh, they rented a yoga studio that they thought was an Airbnb. And uh, we always have good jokes about this in San Diego. Uh, no, this is awesome. But that's that's really why you guys grow. And I love to hear that you have an acquisition manager. You have full-time marketer out there working for you, bringing in the leads. You're starting to really turn this into... What is a business? I think so many times as entrepreneurs, we want to call it a business. But in most cases, when you talk to people and you hear how hard they work, it's really just a job. It's just a glamorous job that you you may own, but you're also, it owns you. And you guys are now shooting this into, you're starting to turn this into an actual business where a team comes in, still keeps and maintains that same quality and care and kindness that the two of you have. And now get to the point where you're working on your business more versus in your business. Right people in the right seats on the right. bus, I guess. Yeah. It's phenomenal. And uh, I think we're, we have two more hires that we want to make. And then that'll probably be it other than just building our bench to, in case any of them leave or something happens to them so we can plug somebody else in. Sure. Do that role. But then it'll be... We were just joking the other day because we own some apartments and some rental units. And that's uh, that's actually what got us into real estate was we our original goal was to own rental units to replace my income. And then we found out about wholesaling. I'm like, well, this is way cooler. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no so, tenants, no toilets. We're just in. We're out. See ya. <laughs> but we always wanted that passive income. That was always something or as passive, I guess, as you can get in real estate. Sure. And um, we were just we just had a revelation with looking at our next two hires and we're like, oh my gosh, like, yes, we'll still have to work on the business and continue to make sure it grows and does what it is. But I mean, for the amount of time that we'll actually have to stick in, I mean, it's about as passive as investment as you can get. And and something else we never really realized, one of our local mentors actually, you know, kind of challenged us to grow a business where it's not reliant on Carrie and I, like he could, he could just take it over and it would still run, you know, systematized and everything else. But he said, if we got it to a certain level, there was a, a nice number that he'd even be willing to buy the business from us at. And we're like, oh my gosh, we never even thought that you could actually wow. sell this business. Like, this is cool. So... A lot of other avenues have opened up when we started looking at it more as a business instead of, like you said, just just an income source. 
I love it. I love it. You guys are nailing something perfect here. And this is another thing to jot down, Rhino Nation, is they're talking about by just taking action, by getting out there, taking your imperfect action, getting involved in real estate or whatever vehicle you choose, the principle remains the same. Go out there, take massive imperfect action, and you start to see these doors open up and you start to see different opportunities open up. And this is the case for a lot of successful wholesalers. It starts with wholesaling and then pretty soon it turns into passive income. Then it turns into apartments. Then it turns into uh, investing into other businesses. There's so many things that this opens doors to and this is this is perfect. So what is it, if you were to tell someone that's maybe right there and they're looking at, oh, bring it on their first hire, what would you recommend their first hire to be and why? <laughs> I thought you were going to say, what should they do? I said they should have to get pregnant. <laughs> get forced, get pregnant, and then forced, now you have to hire someone. No, okay, so let's go a little bit, uh, little bit more solid than this, Corey. Come on, my man. I know, All I right, know. so... I, I think that the easiest hire for us was definitely my, well, we hired her as my assistant and then she ended up taking over all the marketing because that's so much easier to direct somebody and coach somebody and really like to automate marketing is so easy because you just have a process and then you teach the person the process and then they just do it. And then you can have them like, she'll run all of our, like our revenue reports and our campaign reports and then report those back to me. So in my opinion, that was like, that took probably 20 hours a week off of my plate. And it took me like three weeks to train her where she like knew how to do everything that I was doing. Um, the other position... And is this someone in-house or is this like in a virtual assistant? We had tried using a virtual assistant and it just, for me, in my, I guess, level of comfort, I just wasn't comfortable giving her a lot of tasks. So this one is like a complete rock star, like complete gem. We are so lucky to have her, but she's local. So she came and she trained with me in my office. And then she now works from her home. I'm um, doing all of our marketing and stuff, but she's full-time 40 hours a week. So that for me was like the, probably the easiest, most life-changing hire because she can do anything. I mean, I can't yeah. ask to do... I mean, she has so... She's detail-oriented and really can do reports and really show me how our business is performing. So that is really, really key. I'd say the other ones, our acquisitions and our cold caller, they just take... It was way more training and ongoing training for Corey. For sure. For sure. Now... Let's go back to even this first hire. How many hours did that free up instantly? Like over the time, it looks like she's worked herself into a full time and it's freed up a lot of hours. But instantly out of the gates, when you brought her on, how many hours a week did that free up for you? At least 20. Wow. Wow. At least those 20 hours, what were you able to do with those 20? Did you use it so that you could be with the kids and be a mom? Or did you use that in another way to grow the business because you can now have 20 hours to do something else? So this is And there's still no wrong answer, by the way. This is to help people understand what you can do with those 20 hours. So I trained her um, and she was like fully trained, I would say by mid-December. And I had Hayden at the end of December. So we had Christmas and all of that. And so then I really was able to focus on having a newborn and not worry about having the marketing go out the door. I mean, that is just completely life-changing because if I hadn't have hired her at the, the right time, our business would have seen a huge dip when I had him. So it let me focus on being a mom. And then 
it was really funny because I was used to working those hours and I do like working on the business. So now I'm kind of like, he's three and a half months old. He's getting to be more fun, um, but he's getting more of a routine now where I'm working on our business about three hours per day. And during that time, I'm able to, instead of using that for marketing, I'm able to look at our budget. And like they say, it's not about how much money you make. It's about how much money you keep. And I'm able to go through and say, you know, where could we cut spending or, you know, how can we maximize this revenue source or look at those higher level problems instead of being in the day to day. That makes sense. Awesome. Awesome. Well, you guys are rock stars. You're continually pushing forward, just getting better and better at what you're doing. You're always looking for the next way to get to the next level. And I see nothing but good. And it's already been great. So it's not to say like, oh, good's coming your way. Great has already happened. But it'll continue to happen because of just great people, your great heart behind it. It's not out there to go make a ton of money. It's out there to serve individuals. The byproduct is... You can make good money. But now you've got the point where you're building the business. It's going to be something that serves you versus you always have to serve it. And ultimately, start living more and more towards that dream life that you want, even though you're already living a great life. But what do you see your future being? Like, what's your five years out from now? Why are you doing this? Why are you making this a business? Yeah, I think, well, there's a couple a couple of reasons. I actually just wrote them down the other day after listening to some stuff from Todd. <laughs> so it's interesting you asked that. But but the uh, the big why, I mean, just being able to obviously spend more time and you know, with the family, that's a lot of people's goals. And I think that's kind of cliche to say sometimes, but it really is. I mean, to not have, I wrote down so I don't have to live with financial anxiety. And I think it's just something I, I've always been driven, but <clears throat> I'm driven out of fear a lot of times to be successful. And, you know, the more that we build this business and the more we can acquire assets and the more we can train our team to just make it become almost like a machine that just runs, the less anxiety I have every day about whether or not, you know, the the financial walls are going to cave in on us or anything. So we're building that that safety around us. And in five years, obviously, we we love giving back tithing, as we know, in the tribe is a huge thing. And just seeing that that number be able to grow over the years is, is really fun to see and just imagine what that's doing in the world and obviously impact impact generationally our family. I think having our kids being able to grow up and see us working, you know, a business and and hiring people and growing it and that sort of stuff, not saying they have to be business owners if that's not what they want, but being able to provide that example for them and show them, you know, what it's like for uh, us to be working together and married and those type of things I think is really important to us. Awesome. Carrie, anything you want to add to that? No, I think he nailed it. I think one of my huge passions is I really want to homeschool our kids. And so um, in the next five years, I see us, you know, our kids learning about things on the East Coast. And instead of reading them out of a book, we can go to the East Coast. And, so and cool. so that's one of my big why and my big my driving factor behind what I do. So. Your kids miss Spanish class. Oh, it's because we're in Spain speaking it. I'm so sorry. <laughs> right. Right. That's, that's awesome. That's awesome. All right. Let's end this with a couple things. Hindsight, knowing what you know now, we have a lot of people still at the beginning stages, even though we just talked about how to turn this into a business and what it can be future pacing some of the people that are thinking about it right now. But for those that are just getting involved, just learning about wholesaling, knowing what you know now, what would you do differently or what would you have done the same if you were starting all over day one again? I think we said this on the last podcast, but I'll say it again. And Cody, you can send me a send me a check after this in the mail. But <laughs> I, would, I would say definitely if you're not a member of the tribe and you're on the fence of is it worth it, is it not worth it? I mean, 
you guys seriously catapulted our business, you know, and obviously anybody who, who joins the tribe, you gotta, you gotta get invested in, you have to do what you guys teach to do. But anything you guys put out there for training, we scarfed it up. Like, what? Oh, yep, we'll sign up. We don't know how we're going to pay for it, but we'll figure it out. Like, anything like push-ups and pull the hair off a camel's back. I don't understand what that's about. But let's do it. They said it. They said do it. So I don't know. It's kind of weird, but we'll do it. You've got to buy a rhino. This is weird. <laughs> so that was, I think, our biggest thing. We, we had a local, I guess, guru, mentor guy that we signed up with. And I don't regret it. It, it got us in that massive action, you know, because we paid a lot of money to do it. So we're like, we got to get this money back somehow. But, uh, but the, the difference between that program to what we experienced with Wholesaling Inc. And the, and the coaching and mentoring and training you guys provide is like night and day difference. And it's just given us the blueprint to just exponentially grow our business. I think if we didn't do the Wholesaling Inc. program, you know, our 31 deals, we probably would have did maybe 10 to 15 deals. We still would have done deals, but we would have been fumbling through and there probably would have been a lot more headaches and our deal size would have been a lot smaller. And so it's just really catapulted us a ton. You guys are awesome. Awesome. Thank you for the shout out. Now, now, cause you guys are so kind. Let's do this. What, in fact, because both of you are here, I want two books, one from the each of you. What about a book that's been game changing or a book that's been awesome on the mindset or just has helped you grow to be better individuals? What book each of you would you uh, share with with the uh, Rhino Nation? Um, so hands down, like no questions about it. The series actually, so two books, but they're the same author as Rocket Fuel and Traction by Gino Wickman. Those have been completely game changing, and I reread it, and it has so many marks, and I'm obsessed with it. So that's good. I had to hire someone to read that because that's the stuff you love. I'm like the guy that's like, I just want to go talk to people. I love people. And you're like, I love the nuts and bolts and the numbers. I'm like, no way. Someone please read Gina Wickman's book because I don't even know how to read it. It's like in Mandarin. It's weird. It's a language I've never heard. <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah, Cody, I read I read the part I needed to read in Rocket Fuel and it was a little more dumbed down, but I started getting an attraction. <laughs> I can't do this. Can't. You're like, okay, Carrie, this is where your relationship is so good because your your guys' strengths are opposite, which is killer okay. because that's the exact same. That's how a partnership should work. That's how it is with even our Utah wholesaling business. Me and Mark, we're complete opposites. He loves the nut and bolts, and I'm like, yeah, it's a book. I think his name was like Gino uh, Whit- Whitley or Wickman or Wickle or something like that. And he's like, no, it's Gino Wickman, man. It's traction. It's rocket fuel. And he teaches you how to do this and KPIs. I'm like, oh my goodness, you just spoke a language I don't even know. Come on. I always joke with Carrie that Mark's, uh, Mark's Carrie's soul sister. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true though. So true. All right. Now let's hear what the man's Corey's book is. You know, I think mindset wise, like I'm a big Grant Cardone guy and uh, the 10X rule, it's really big. It's just, it's just opened my mind to bigger possibilities when I start thinking about like, oh, we should do like 10 deals. Oh, why can't we do a hundred? And then it forces me to create like problems in our business that, you know, helps us grow. And whether or not we hit that 10X goal or not, it, it's really helped us, you know, push the envelope to what we thought was possible. And I, I remember we had a conversation Last year in 2018, right after I read it, like right before 2018, you know, New Year's, all that good stuff. And Carrie put a goal out there for us, and I was like, "No, let's 10 exit." And she like looked at me like I was crazy. And we came with, <laughs> came within like like fifty six thousand yeah. dollars of hitting the goal last year of his 10 x Yes, yes. He's like, "Forget Gino Wickman, I'm going 10x, baby. <laughs> we'll figure it out. We don't need details. We'll make it work." 
<laughs> so awesome. You guys are complete rock stars. I want to thank you so much for being on this podcast today. I cannot believe the growth that has taken place in a year's time, but I also wouldn't expect anything less than this from you guys. You guys are go-givers. You're incredible individuals. You're always looking to better people's lives, serve individuals. And it's those, those characteristics that you guys have that will continue to show you so much more growth to come in, in, the, in the years to come. And so thank you so much for taking some time out of the day to share your story and to let it be heard to our great nation so they can be inspired and motivated to do the exact same thing that the two of you are doing. Thanks for having us, Cody. And thanks again to you and the tribe and Todd and Tom and Brent and the whole crew for helping us get to this point. Awesome. Awesome. Guys. This has been another amazing, amazing podcast. I just love these guys. You're going to want to listen to this over and over again. I know some of this might be future pacing where you can be in the future, but listen to this podcast over and again. This is so many, there's so many things that they shared that will help in your growth as a wholesaler. And it will open up so many different doors and possibilities of what this will be if you will just get uncomfortable and take that action. And if you're looking to get into wholesaling and it sounds something of interest to you, head on over to wholesalinginc.com, book a call with our team, see if it's something that sounds like a fit. And if so, we would love to help you well on your way to get on that journey so that you can get your first wholesale deal and ultimately get to the point where you're doing 31 deals a year. What would that look like? What would it be like? You can do that. It's all, every one of us can do it. If the Raymonds can do it, you can do it. If Hoffines can do it, you can do it. If the Krolls can do it, my heavens, anyone can do it. Let's rock and roll and let's keep doing it. Take care, guys. We'll see you on the next podcast. That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at InvestorGrit.com by joining the mailing list, as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe with your hosts, Tom Kroll and Cody Hoffheim. We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.